You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AM's The Morning Buzz with Mankiran Ojala. Now, the Conservative Convention took place just this past weekend in Quebec. We talk all about Pierre Polyev. What were some of the highlights? We are now speaking to Bill Thielman, Westar Communications President and Political Analyst. Bill, thank you so much for joining us this morning. My pleasure. All right, so let's get into it. Pierre Polyev presented himself pretty much as the Prime Minister-in-waiting, very much election-style speech here. So what did you make of his speech, Bill? Well, it was uh, an hour long plus, over an hour long, and uh, I did something that almost no Canadian has done or will do. I read his entire speech afterwards, uh, word for word, uh, uh, even in the French parts, as, as poor as my French is. And it's a brilliant speech. I mean, I have to say, even though I'm an NDP and I, I'm also a former speechwriter, so I, I do really do appreciate a good speech. And it was a very masterful uh, written speech in the parts that I saw clips, etc., were, were well delivered. I think what Polyev was doing was really laying out his case for being elected as prime minister, and also, uh, unlike the, the image that many of us who follow politics closely have, he was giving a different image of himself to the broader base of Canadian voters. And I think he was pretty, he's been pretty successful with that, plus the big advertising campaign the Conservatives have been running the last several months and will continue to run it, says... Uh, so he's, he, uh, he understands the, the exact political point we're at now, which may or may not be the point we're at in two years when we have a definite election, or a year and a half. But right now, if an election were held, I think he's, he's very dialed in. And he's talking about inflation, he's talking about interest rates, he's talking about housing and affordable housing, the lack of housing. He's talking about crime and increasing crime, and we, we just heard the terrible story uh, last night of three people being stabbed in Chinatown while the Chinatown uh, festival was going on. Um, and he's talking about the failures of Pierre Trudeau. Um, and then, interestingly, when he switches to French, almost every significant French section, he goes after Monsieur Blanchet, the leader of the Bloc Québécois, and he goes after the Bloc Québécois. So clearly aiming to make inroads into Quebec. Uh, they have a few seats there, but trying to make significant inroads into Quebec. <coughs> he also goes after Jagmeet Singh for some propping up in his words, propping up Justin Trudeau, uh, lots and lots and lots of attacks on Trudeau. He knows, as we've seen in recent polling, that Trudeau is very unpopular with Canadians, and and he's the obvious target as the prime minister. So it was uh, it was quite a fascinating speech. Very populist, very uh, very well formed. Um, for example, saying things like, you know, he he every other prime minister, whether it's liberal or conservative, and many NDP provincial governments, they all balance the budget, but not Justin Trudeau. Not mentioning, of course, the COVID nineteen <laughs> pandemic, which blew everyone's budget up uh, for quite a while. So it, it was a it was a very very well calculated speech. And I will say, Bill, you know, for the Conservatives, I think one of the challenges that this party has had, especially the last couple election cycles, is being presented as a united front. Now, from just looking at this weekend, did you think they came across as being very united? Because, you know, we've got multiple views, right? Sometimes there's some folks in the Conservative Party that really want to focus on the culture wars, for instance. But you can see that Pierre Polyev, he really wants to focus on the housing and affordability. Yeah, he wants to go for the so-called pocketbook issues and stay away from the uh, the gender wars and the trans kids and everything. But, of course, the delegates didn't want to go away from that. But I honestly don't think that's really going to hurt them that much. I think there's a uh, – what I saw of the resolutions, I might not have agreed with them, but I don't think that they're going to send people screaming away from the conservatives in the ballot box. Uh, you know, I think he, um, he, he understands exactly what's most of most concern to Canadians. And he's toned down some of his his rhetoric and his 
you know, he comes across, and he's come across for a long time as a very chippy, disdainful politician, and he'll still do that. I, I think you can't get that out of him because that's his inner core. But, uh, you know, and I, I just find it dislikable. I, I've said to several of my political observer friends that if he could just be a little nicer, he'd be prime minister for sure. But he's certainly, and, and so I think they're trying to do that with him, and certainly in the ads he looks like a, a nice guy, uh, which is a considerable accomplishment, I suspect, for the TV advertising people. But that said, he, know, he knows what people are talking about most, and, and it, isn't, uh, it isn't about transgender. It's about housing and interest rates. And, you know, my, I was talking to my daughter and son-in-law on the weekend, and one of their friends is, uh, has sold their house because they can't afford uh, the increasing um, cost of, of those high interest rates. So that's what people are talking about around the dinner table, and those are the things that Paul Yev and the Conservatives are going to keep talking about over and over. And there's no real end in sight at the moment of, the, uh, either inflation or high interest rates, particularly on mortgages. So it's a pretty rich vein to me, I mind there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think the other thing, too, that comes up with the Conservative Party as well is was there any mention of climate change? Because, of course, that's another big issue for many Canadians. Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> but there's lots of the carbon tax and how they're going to kill it. And But it's all couched in terms of Trudeau. Trudeau's doing the wrong thing, and Trudeau's taking money out of your pocket every time you fill your car or truck, and Trudeau is costing you tons of money when you need oil for your furnace, et cetera, et cetera. So it's all economic. It's not about environmental at all. Um, and uh, that's about it. It's basically saying, you know, people, well, he literally says, and I quote, Trudeau's carbon tax has forced 1.5 million people to food banks. I mean, really? Mm. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you can go that make that logic work. But he's the, that's what he's just saying is a bold statement of fact, and he's and then he moves on. And so we'll see. I mean, look, people are concerned about environment and climate change. There's no question about it. I think what the conservatives have figured out the formula is that those people are more likely to vote liberal or NDP or or Bloc Québécois perhaps than they are to vote conservative anyway. So if it's your big if the environment's your biggest issue, you're not seriously considering the conservatives. But if if you are uh, concerned about the environment, but your mortgage just doubled, then uh, you might want to think twice. Certainly, he knows what issues to talk about. Now, so now, Bill, of course, you being in the world of politics, having been in it, uh, what do you think the NDP and the Liberals are thinking after this? Well, the Liberals have a caucus meeting coming up in, in London if the Prime Minister can ever get out of India. And I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure Prime Minister Modi would like to see him go after this weekend. Uh, but his plane has uh, got... To, technical, mechanical problems with it. Uh, they're going to have a big meeting in London, I think, at the end of the week, and uh, they're going to, I, I think the Liberals have, will have to be spooked by the Conservative Convention and, and by the, the polling numbers, really, which show Polyev with, you know, up to a double, up to or mostly with a double-digit um, uh, sort of advantage over the Liberals. Uh, NDP kind of holding steady, you know, somewhere around 19%. So the NDP are still in the game. Um, I think that, uh, and I think we've seen Jagmeet Singh, and we're going to see more of him going after the Conservatives and going after the Liberals as well. He, he really needs to paint them with the same brush, even though they have a, a confidence and supply agreement to keep the Liberals in power for two more years. I have to wonder whether Jagmeet Singh is going to watch what's happening with the Liberals um, slowly or not even slowly uh, sinking in the polls, uh, whether he wants to pull a plug on that deal at some point when he still can do so and get some advantage out of it and say, I'm the guy who who stopped Trudeau from being in power and forced the election, not not Pierre Polyev. Um, but it's uh, for the Liberals, they, they have to turn things around and in a hurry, and they just 
Trudeau seems kind of listless and, and unwilling to do anything, but he is a good campaigner, and he, he has a, you know the most recognized name for better or worse. Most people uh, don't approve of his performance, and that's a huge problem for a party. And why do you think, though, Bill, I know you've touched on it, why are the polls so high for the Conservatives currently? I think it's it's very simple. I think it's people look, uh, I mean, inflation is hurting people, and mortgage rates and interest rates are hurting people, and I think that has just turned things around quite a bit, and you know, I think when the Liberals were in charge and COVID was the big issue a few years ago, I think then people were quite happy. And even though you could argue the Liberals didn't do the best job, they're accused of being hoarders of vaccine by international uh, community. But I think overall people got through the COVID crisis. But now the crisis is an interest rate and mortgage rate and inflation crisis. And um, when, uh, you know, when times are tough, you look to Tories, is, is the old saying. And I think that's basically what's happened here. And Polyev, uh, it's not that Polyev has suddenly become super popular. It's because uh, Trudeau is very unpopular, and there's unpopular issues that hurt the Liberal government. Mm-hmm. Well, like, like you say, Bill, never a dull moment in <laughs> politics here. So we, we got to wait and see. There's a whole lot to look forward to. But also at the same time, uh, 2025 is still a long way, you know, if the election happens when it happens. So do the Liberals or the NDP still have a chance to beat out the Conservatives? Yeah, I mean, as uh, as was said by, I think it was Harold Wilson, the former British Prime Minister, a week is a lifetime in politics. So lots of water to go under the bridge, lots of opportunities for the Liberals to rejuvenate themselves. And, you know, it's much harder when you're in opposition to change your look and your, your appeal to people. In government, you have a lot of resources. You have government policy of spending or lack of spending. You can change programs. You can change faces in cabinet, which we've already seen once. Um, so there's a lot of levers uh, to pull on in the government side that you don't have in the opposition side. But that said, once people form a strong impression um, of of you as a political leader or as a political party, and I'm thinking that that's pretty much happened by now after eight years with, with Justin Trudeau and the Liberals, it, it, it's much, much harder. Um, so you can go out and say, we're going to do this or do that or spend money on this or that. But does that actually change things politically in people's minds? And the one thing you can't change is interest rates and inflation. The Canadian government cannot control that. So um, it's a great, you know, a great unknown factor of where we'll be a year from now, two years from now. And then, as I said, does the NDP or the Bloc um, try and pull the plug and um, defeat the government and have an earlier election because the situation is more advantageous to them than where it might be at the end of that agreement? Mm, interesting. Bill, as always, appreciate your insights. Thank you so much. Thank you. My pleasure.